Yeah. Um, so in high school, I I now coach for the Bixby Spartans, but I don't know if you knew this, Chris. I I was once a Bixby Spartan myself. What? Oh yeah, crazy revelation. Our head coach now was the same head coach from when I when I played. So Lauren Montgomery. And uh he still calls me this, and I don't know if you remember this, but when I was playing, he would call me the lanky assassin. Because Why did you get that nickname? I'm not exactly sure. I think it's because I, f- I found my skill set on playing outside receiver, and that was I was really good at blocking people and not so good <laughs> at catching the football. And so it was just a matter of like one-on-one, I would assassinate every corner that we would play. And <laughs> You're missing the key factor. <laughs> You're not just the assassin. The la- well, the lanky Right. So I was a, I was a crit like 6'4, 185. Oh, yeah. So tall, skinny, awkward, lanky, lanky assassin. Okay. Yeah. No, my, uh, I guess nickname or names I go by, I only brought this up. I put this in the cold open like header is because you called me Chris. And like, I think the intro has me down as Chris. And my mom's the only person that calls me Chris. My mom and <laughs> my mom and people that don't know me, I guess, I've been called Cole. Yeah. My whole life. Yeah. So much so that when I was in college the first year, we didn't have our names on the back of our jersey, but people just called me Cole. And in the second year, they put our names on the back of our jersey and a senior said, your last name's Cole too? (laughs) And I was like, no, that's that. No, my last name is Cole. And he was like, your name is Cole Cole? (laughs) And I was like, no, you idiot. And then, like, I guess the other, like, the nickname I have, not as cool as Lanky Assassin, but it's Skull, and has nothing to do with the smokeless tobacco. It's simply because um, a buddy of mine actually got, uh, like, a, a concussion in a football game, and he was like, Chris Skull, 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 <laughs> and it just kind of blends together. Chris Skull, Chris Skull, Skull, Skull. I like and it. that's still what I'm known as by my group of friends that I, like, graduated high school with. Uh, nice. I yeah. didn't know. I mean, like, I call you Chris. Maybe it's just because it's outside of a football context, and I felt like I needed to say, or maybe I needed to call you a different name. Oh, yeah. It's, but, it's a respect thing, too. Like, you're respectful. But no, I, no. No, Cole. just Cole. It's or just Cole. Or I Skull. love the name Chris. Yeah. It's not even my actual <laughs> first name. My actual first name is Van. See, you told me this last year, and I was like, what? Yeah. There's no way. My Van. mom my mom named me after her dad, my grandfather, mm. Van Cole. Uh, thank God she didn't give me the full thing, because his middle name is Lester. Can you imagine if I was a Lester? <laughs> In some ways, Lester does fit you. Stop. <laughs> Jared Knox. I'm Chris. That over there is Zach. We're two Oklahoma high school football coaches and former athletes that during one fateful indoor freshman slash JV baseball practice discovered that we have similar interests in all things nerd culture. While you're listening, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. We love to read reviews on this podcast. Speaking of, I've got one 
right here. Oh, we've got a new one. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Finally, because <laughs> I believe it was last time we were like, nobody left a review. Nope. Um, yeah, we got to kind of skip this but, segment, uh, but we're back. <laughs> <laughs> the title of this review, after he left a five star, which is dope, uh, oh, yeah. was Blasphemy, but I'll allow it. This mm. is sent in by Chase is Right. Raw Onion is great on everything. Great show. Keep it rolling. I'd like a full in-depth on Nacho Libre. Two questions. One, where's the Raw Onion? Where does that come from? Or is, are you just trying to get publicity with that? And then the second thing is, I would love to do an in-depth on Nacho Libre. Absolutely. That is a character I'd love to explore. The Raw Onion comes from uh, last week, whenever I said things I hate. And the oh. last one is Raw Onion. And so you're is, you're incorrect. You ever yeah. had a raw onion cupcake? <laughs> Boom. Don't say everything. Boom. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I don't want raw onion on anything, much less a Skittle. No. Yeah. I mean, guys. Yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> so thank you for the review. We would love to read more. Um, or, you know, if we get this thing rolling and we can set up a voicemail machine or like Ooh. our own phone number. We keep on pushing that. I'm I'm terrified of a voice net, of a voicemail machine, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. I'm kind of scared of it, but I also do like, I don't know. I like that aspect there's, I mean, of there's it. a part of me that's worried that my mother is going to be like, why did you change your number and not tell me? And we're going <laughs> to just play it on her. Right. Okay, um, but that being said, uh, we are thankful for all of our friends of the podcast. Um, we do, or we did recently just receive over 500 downloads. Yeah. Uh, so it's a big shout out to everyone out there that has downloaded us, supports us, interacts with us on social media. It's awesome. We do this uh, strictly for fun, and uh, the fact that you guys are pushing it out there and enjoying it as well as us, thank you guys so much. Yeah, we do. And uh, speaking of that, we love interacting on social media. Um, these past few episodes we've done where we've had drafts or where we've had brackets um it's been really interesting to see what you have to say uh, about our choices or when we present choices to you um and so keep continuing to do that and we just keep growing our social medias um our twitter instagram all does really really well for us and we'd love to get out on tiktok if any of you know how to splice together TikToks, audio, and video, <laughs> we would love to uh, get in contact with you because uh, we've tried a couple times and uh, I feel like there's an easier way than what I am doing. I like, so, how, uh, I like how you said we've tried. You you have tried. And I find, those, I find those videos really, really interesting and good. But uh, you're, you're like, oh, no, it's really hard. Um that being said, one of the ways that uh, a follower on Instagram reached out to us oh. was uh, one of my best friends in the whole world. Uh, probably my first, the first kid that I coached that I just like uh, fell in love with, took under my wing. His name is Matt Marquecho. He was a linebacker for the Bristow Purple Pirates. <clears throat> the, real pir- the real Purple Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into that on there, but uh, no one's going to get that reference. <laughs> but uh, Matt Morketcha, linebacker, uh, cool guy, works at uh, UPS or something now. But uh, he said, "All right, I just sent in a movie suggestion. If you don't, if you don't review this movie, or you don't at least give me a shout out, we're done." So of course, <laughs> got to do it. Here we are, giving a shout out. And I guess we're gonna have to do this movie at some point. I'd never heard of it. I'm reading it right now. I've never heard of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Super Babies: Baby Geniuses Part Two. So <laughs> I've heard of Baby Geniuses. I don't remember it. I. Uh, I have a recollection of there's some experimentation on 
very, very young uh, human beings and they become really smart. I don't know. But if Matt suggested it, I will tell you right now, it's weird. Okay. All right. Or it's going to get weird. Or it's going to get weird. Um, I can't get this out of my mind. I'm reading this. I keep thinking of Boss Baby. Um, I can't. No, this is, but it's not an animated film. Oh, it's not? No, it's live action. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This may have been, and we're like, you talk about like straight to streaming. Well, before straight to streaming, there was straight to DVD. Mm-hmm. This is probably a straight to VHS joint. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of, of movies, uh, this is our movie review um episode of the podcast you know that we have two different sections we have one where it's kind of like a draft list uh, bracket section and then we also have a movie review list um and so that's what you're listening to today and by clicking on the title you know that we are reviewing bad news bears 1976 which was my choice it was your choice and well, i will say it, it's much better choice up, than mine it was not my choice my choice oh, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was angels in the outfield and we asked you guys on Twitter to give us a reason why Angels in the Outfield is not streaming anywhere. <laughs> like, and, and when I say not anywhere, I mean like you can't find this thing. Uh, you can't buy this thing to stream. No, nowhere. You have to get a physical copy of Angels in the Outfield. And uh, we just couldn't get it. Like, I was really excited to watch it. Yeah. I was, I was, I was building myself up and... We just don't have it. <laughs> no. And I had such a nostalgia for this uh, this movie because I watched it as a kid and I loved it when I was a kid. And so when we were deciding on this, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And, and it, then, no, it's nowhere. No. And I don't like. There's it's not, Disney too, right? Like, yeah. It no, it is. Someone Plus. said like, oh, that's not Disney. No, it is a Disney movie. <laughs> and it's not on Disney Plus. And there's like, there's articles that were written because we had to look into this as to like why you can't get this movie anywhere. But it's like. It it possible it's possible that it needs to be remastered, like it needs to be Fair. updated, you know, to fit a digital format and all these things. But it's like, okay, d- do it. Like <laughs> somebody get on. This. Somebody wants to watch that movie. You know, some <laughs> podcast wants to review this movie. <laughs> Because I really did want to shift gears and go to like what I felt like would be the opposite of Moneyball, and that would be Faith Ball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, quote that yeah <laughs> but um you know i i don't know i was really excited about angels in the outfield yeah i was too but i will say your your second choice was very good so we're we're moving on to the second choice uh which is the bad news bears and we're not talking about the billy bob thornton vehicle we're talking about the <laughs> og 1976 76 yep. 1976 bad news bears which um mm. fyi i don't know if they updated it for digital release but it still looks pretty grainy it does <laughs> yep and it's 76 so give it to me yeah, right no, it's cool okay. man yeah uh, you know i'll tell you this other movies that came out around that time look better <laughs> but um didn't get that tlc that those others movies did but yeah so we chose uh we chose to go ahead and move forward with the pod you know you we're, we're showing some perseverance right here absolutely angels in the outfield wasn't available so here we are bad news bears 1976 very excited for this one Absolutely. When I watched this, um, we'll kind of talk through our non-spoiler section. Um, I don't. I didn't really know what to expect because I told you when you told me this, I was like, I'd seen the Billy Bob Thornton one, and uh, I watched it with my parents, and then I loved it. And then afterwards, I'd be like, well, like, 
can we watch Bad News Bears again? She's like, no, we're not. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've seen enough. So seeing this one, the only frame of reference I had was Billy Bob Thornton. And uh, from 10 minutes in, I texted Chris Skull. And, uh, <laughs> Don't do that this whole time. Just let it go. If you say Chris, stick with Chris. I, you can't force a skull. Like, just, just do the thing. Uh, I texted Chris and said, I love this movie. 10 minutes in. I was I was 100% sold. Um yeah, no, it was fantastic. Uh, do we want to give the tomato meter reviews first and then get into ours? Yes. Yeah, All right. Let's hear Let's hear what the critical reception of this gotcha. was. Gotcha. All or, right. Or is, rather. I was shocked when I saw that the tomato meter for this movie was 97%. 97? 97. Is that the high? I mean, like, That's higher than a lot of movies. That's, like, that's That has to be the second highest- Tomato meter for things we reviewed besides oh, yeah. Shawshank. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's up there. It might even be higher than Shawshank. No, because Shawshank's Shawshank was like a 100. No, I don't it? think it was 100. This might be a high, higher rated than Shawshank. Oh, my. No, okay. Audience scores 80%, which is shocking to me. Um, and then really, really well received. Um, really good reviews in terms of the critics. Um you know, there's this, uh, wow, that's a long review. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bradley, who is, you know, constituted as a super reviewer on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know what you have to do to get to that According status. to, yeah, according, according to, to who. But uh, Bradley said, ha ha, I really liked this movie. It was the perfect comedy. So, you know, obviously Bradley has some stellar insight that oh, others are go. just not able to provide. Thanks, um, th- So thanks for that. <laughs> but no. Um, I did not expect that because this movie is truly, and in the description, it says that it is like a vulgar comedy, um, that's rude, profane, and, uh, could not centered be around children. Today. I think, I think I'm going to say this right now. Do you, it. You cannot make this movie today. No shot. You probably can't show this movie in a public setting today. Are you surprised that this wasn't taken off of? where you watched it i watched well, it through youtube you watched it through itunes yeah i did and i think there's it's also on hulu if you have oh, okay. a premium i know i, I didn't check. i didn't check yeah. i was just like all <laughs> I right <should've. laughs> i was so downtrodden by the freaking angels in the outfield i was yeah. like i gotta go straight to the source on this yeah and yeah of course if you search on your apple tv it's going to give you the itunes option mm-hmm. so of course I just want to say for the record um i wrote this in my notes that i would like to formally say that the movie or the the baseball in this movie is far and away better than the baseball that is present in Moneyball. You mean the baseball that is not present in Moneyball? The money, yeah, the non-existent baseball. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I loved. I think my favorite part about this movie is I don't feel like they had to tell the children, "Look, you need to act like you are bad at baseball." Because I think they just were like, go play. And I genuinely believe that those children are not good baseball players. And they just naturally like couldn't pick up the ball, couldn't field it, couldn't catch a pop fly. Because with kids, you know, they would like over-exaggerate. Oh, I yeah. feel like they were genuinely trying and now just that- couldn't do it. Like when that ball skyrocketed past second base and knocked like bounced straight off the shin of the center fielder, <laughs> I was like, that's on purpose. Or like, not on purpose. The director's like, oh, go check on that kid and cut. Because like, that's <laughs> yeah. the perfect shot. No, because there's other, but there are some moments where the there's three of them converging on a ball. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's like that looks. They told them to do yeah. that. Yeah. 
So they wouldn't concuss each other. Yeah, well, but. <laughs> speaking of, uh, yesterday at that tournament, oh, one of our freshman baseball players, uh, I'm going to write his name down on here because I don't want to say names. Okay. Uh, we thought he knocked our left fielder unconscious going for a ball because that left fielder Ooh. did not go, Oh, did not call it. And it was... That's not surprising. It no. was one of the most brutal collisions I've ever seen on a baseball diamond. Yikes. It, it, Yikes. That guy's forehead busted the other kid's chin open right on like right on the jawline. It was, it was a scary moment. But anyways, moving on. Yeah. What did you like about this movie? <laughs> what do I... Um, okay, so here are my thoughts on this movie. I did not remember... All I remembered from it was Walter Matthau is incredible... Um, he's a jerk. He's an alcoholic. Um, yeah. and he, I used to feel bad for him cause his team sucks so bad mm-hmm. is how I felt. Cause I, um, so my stepdad, when I was very young, he would like show me this movie right before we started like T-ball season every single year. <laughs> and I love this movie. I've yeah. seen, I had seen this movie. I had seen the sequels, both of them breaking training and go to Japan. And, uh, I used to, I loved this. And to me, it wasn't a big deal. Like as a, as whatever age I was at, whenever I was watching it, um, I really, really enjoyed this movie, but I have not seen this movie since I haven't seen it in this uh, century since, you know, t- mm. definitely since like 1998 or 1999. Yeah. I had not seen this and rewatching it. I'm like, oh, yes. And, and I'm sure there these jokes I did not understand as a child, but no, also yeah. some of the language <laughs> did not affect me as a child the way it does now as a grown man where I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that's how I felt about it. I think if you were going to like ask, you know, uh, you can't do a true like nostalgic review with me because I was so young. I would have mm. been like, oh, it's a 100. <laughs> but man, this is a good movie. Um, and as a kid, I really loved everything about it because there's no time wasted. It's scene to scene. Like baseball within the first Ten minutes, right? It's like they said. Look, our movie is going to be less than an hour and forty-five minutes. Make it happen. Yeah, and they did. They did a really good job. You don't have it. time for anything. No, <laughs> no, we're not adding anything. Keep it the way it is, and just do it. Yeah, and they did. I think they did a really, really good job. So uh, we're going to go scores, or what? We got to go. Uh, what was? Yeah, where did tomato meter? What about our scores? Let's do our scores. Okay. Okay. I have, there are two things I need to address here. And I, again, I wrote this in the notes. All right, jump in. Um, I did say that the baseball in this movie that was made in 1976 is better than the non-existent baseball in Moneyball. And (laughs) therefore, therefore I am revising my Moneyball score from an 80 to a 73. Whoa, retroactive score adjustment. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm writing the wrongs. Oh boy. And I'm going to give this Bad News Bears movie a 87. Holy moly. Did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, This is what, and I... I understand your frustration with Moneyball even more so now because this is what a baseball movie is supposed to be. If I if I sign up, if I say, here, take my money, I want to see a baseball movie. And they deliver. I need the drama. I need the excitement of a baseball game mm-hmm. along with the drama and the excitement of getting to and leaving a baseball game. And they are somehow able to encapsulate going from – a, a horrible team to a team that is on the rise 
to then self-reflecting and then you understand what sports are really about and all less than an hour 45 because this minute <laughs> runs an hour and this movie runs an hour and 42 yeah and so from their ability to do that i'm going to give this movie an 87 there you go yeah out of solid yeah solid <clears throat> score um well as i said i have uh, some fond memories of this movie i did not it's funny that I'm about to say I had fond memories. I don't remember it, but like I, to me, it was just a good movie, something that I enjoyed as a child. And then it kept popping up when we would ask people the top four baseball movies question. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, I was like, oh yeah, let's do this one. Cool. That will replace angels in the outfield with this. I definitely watched angels in the outfield more as a child than I watched this one. Okay. But this was a really, really solid movie. It's got heart, it's got great – it's a great children's movie that children cannot watch. And right. that's kind of my – that's kind of where I fall a little bit lower than you. I, okay. I give this movie an 81. Okay. And oh, it's, okay. it's pretty – it's pretty much because things I have to talk about in spoilers where it's like some of the language, some of the things that they see now absolutely take me out of the moments, uh, take me out of this movie. That's but fair. Like, the heart, the storytelling, it's all there. Mm-hmm. The The way it's shot is really interesting. Um, it, it's almost documentary style, which is one of my 10 facts as well, that mm. they did that purposely. But it's really well shot. The characters are beloved. And I mean, like, these characters are great. There's so many kids on this team, and each mm. of them gets their own moment, or kids get their own moments to shine. And Walter Matthau is just killing it. And oh, even the yeah. others. Um, I will say something that probably knocked it two more points down. What did I say my score was? 81. 81. Yeah. Something that knocked it down an easy, an easy four to 10 points oh. is what happens in that final game where it just gets absolutely dark. And I was like, okay, I, I this should be over. <laughs> And they should not have continued playing. As, as an adult, I'm like, uh, we're just moving on from that? Mm, All right. That's and, fair. And so we'll talk about it when we get into spoilers. But there's, I don't know, there's elements of it that make it seem like a children's movie. The language is clearly not a children's movie. Some of the themes are not a children's movie. But at mm. the end of the day, it's a Little League baseball team. Right. And I, I watched it as a child, but obviously... <laughs> the filters weren't quite all there. No. <laughs> okay. Um, so with that, we give a 87 and a, uh, an 81. And so that gives us a combined score of an 84. Is that true? Yep. Yeah. So it's three away from each. Yep. All right. So I'm happy with that, where we sit on that. And so from this point on, we are at the 23-minute mark, and now we're getting into spoilers. I'm really proud of us for doing this, for accomplishing this. For us? Yeah. This is breakneck. This is breakneck speed. (laughs) Um, You want to hear us talk about scenes and uh, and stuff like that, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. All right. Um, Name your most interesting part about this movie from, like, the beginning, like the first act. Like, think of something that... I'll, I'll let you pull it up. But for me, it is the fact that he's sitting in his car 
Uh, it's the opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. Across, he's watching. Well, there's two things for me. One is he's pouring liquor into his beer can. He, he has spilling it everywhere. He drives a convertible with an ice chest in the back seat. Pulls out a Bud Heavy. <laughs> Cracks the top, pours a smidge out, and then pours whiskey into the open tab. Right. Then promptly lights up a cigar. (laughs) And you're like, oh, God, this guy's having a rough day. And he's just like, nope, give me my check. I'm here to coach these kids. (laughs) And Kelly Leak is just. Kelly Leak lights his cigar. Yeah. Helps him out. As a kid, I didn't notice that. I was just like, because now I knew, like, going into this, like, oh, I'm looking for Kelly Leak, uh, who, by the uh, way, I drafted in the baseball draft. Yeah, good draft. Good Great choice. Great pick. Good choice. Yeah. Um, lights his cigarette for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I would have, if I had seen this movie, made Kelly Leak my best child athlete. That man is all over the field. Well, I would say the reason that I didn't was because that's a man. That's... Played by, he's played by Jackie Earl Haley, who, by the way, is the exact same size, just much older looking now than he was as a fourteen year old. By the way, he's fourteen in this movie. I have a list of the ages of these actors in this film. Oh, great! And uh, that is awesome. When I tell you, there's a wide range. I'm talking like less than double, like more than double the age. Some of these actors, really? Yes. Okay. But uh, yeah, Kelly League. Bad man. Riding, Bad man riding a Harley. <laughs> As a, well, I don't know, what are the ages of these kids supposed to be? That's what I was wondering. Like, what's so the they, usually they do like a nine U or ten yeah, U? Yeah, yeah. That's never. I stated. think they're supposed to be twelve. Okay. No, they're definitely supposed to be. It's twelve under because 12U? Amanda is eleven. Oh, okay. Oh, she says I'll be twelve soon. and I'll be needing a bra. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. <clears throat> When he's uh, written the check and all of that, we kind of just assume he's he's just here for he's just here for the money or right? lessons or something. Yeah, but. what does that mean? Um, and then we see uh, his team that is given to him, right? Which is it's a rough crew. It's rough. I have a note that I wrote down, and it was Engelberg who, for the first he, first off, he shows up late, and this is when um, this is when uh, Butter. What is this? Butter, butter, what? Buttermaker. Buttermaker is the dressing Morris the Buttermaker. And Engle, Engleworth just walks up to him. It's Engelberg. Engelberg. <laughs> you sound it. like Morris Buttermaker. <laughs> Engleberry, get in there. <laughs> he walks up to him. He's like, Mr. Mr. Buttersmith, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on your team. What am I supposed to do? And uh, I'm like... Who are you? Sit down. <laughs> Get out of his face. <laughs> so, um, as they're they're introducing the team, right? Um, there's like the they're going down the list, they're naming these kids off, and then the, there's these two Hispanic boys that are just like <laughs> looking on, like, hmm? Like and they don't speak English. And they was no. like, Yeah, sorry, these guys don't speak English. And as a um there's uh Multiple. There right now. I think I've got five non-English speaking, uh, primary English is Spanish kids in my PE classes. Mm. Um, they put three. Three of the five are all in the same class, and the other two are in a different class. They're all in fifth grade, okay. and I know what he's going for. Like you have, you're yeah. like, 
you're talking, you're having it, you're like, you're like, okay, you guys understand the rules, and then you kind of go down the line, and you're like, oh darn, that, <laughs> they I'm don't gonna, know. They're just looking at me like eyes wide open, <laughs> nodding their head, and I'm like, all right, well, just don't punch anybody, all right, brother, <laughs> and then and then they figure the game out, but like. That would be nuts because these kids are hilarious too. They they get like one of them gets an at bat later on. Yes, he does. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah, um, his strike zone is like extremely small. <laughs> he's extremely <laughs> small. Yeah, but to, back to Engelberg, like, you got chocolate on the ball, Engelberg. Because he's just like has a chocolate bar in his glove, and he's like. Quit bugging me about my food. <laughs> my shrink says that's why I'm so fat. I'm so glad. Yes, Engelberg. That. <laughs> that is why you're so fat. <laughs> From the jump, Engel Engelberg is on the defense. Anything that uh, Buttermaker does or says it is a direct attack on Engelberg as a person. He's almost. He's om- It's almost like he would fit in with like today's the youth of 2020, where it's like, oh, you're being toxic, like right. that kind of a deal. <laughs> yeah. But he's just a. He's a fat boy in the 70s. Also, he looks old. His he face old. <laughs> looks old. <laughs> um, there was a mo- there was a part in this early on that took me out of the movie and it's what you talked about with some of the language. No, it's right here. I've got the same note. It has to I be- said, "What did you write?" The opening I- line, the uh, one of the opening lines is Yeah, I mean, <laughs> here, look, my note is did I just hear the N-word? <laughs> Your note says, did I just hear? I said, I said, mother of God, the N word. And it's my favorite character, Tanner. Yeah, I, love I mean, that. I just love that like character. the scrappy little, yeah. you know, blonde haired boy that just fights everyone. Mm-hmm. Later on, one of the best lines is they're like, what happened to you? He fought the seventh grade, the entire seventh grade. <laughs> but he's just like, yeah, we're nothing but a bunch of Jews. And another racist term, yep. spicks. <laughs> Talking about Hispanics. <laughs> and then he says the N-word. <laughs> and that's this, this is a 10-year-old kid, supposed to be yeah. an 11-year-old, and that's in the movie. And again, <clears throat> I was I paused it and I went and I told my wife to look up from her computer, said, watch this. And it's just it, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's a different time. Yeah. Um, and I think I don't want to say like it's the same thing as like we talked about with heavyweights, where it's like, oh, it's a different time. We could we could make fun of fat people. Mm-hmm. This is different. Absolutely this is different. different. <laughs> you, don't, you don't say that stuff anymore. Yeah, no. And and it gets worse later on. There's yeah. There's another word that they use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is like well, that. I have this in my notes from when they do their first game and when they play their first game. Um, do you remember how Buttermaker? addresses the the one black kid that's on the team. He said, Ahmad. His name's Ahmad. <laughs> They're like, Ahmad's in a tree. Amad? Amad? <laughs> and I have to say, taking your clothes off and climbing a tree has to be one of the worst ways to handle a loss. I put uh, tree convo as uh, as part of that. Um, just because it's it's kind of a a good moment. It is a good moment. It where, turns into one, yeah. Yeah, it it. it that's what I'm saying is it is it turns into a good moment where it's like he's telling this kid like no, he's like oh I thought you'd know the story of Hank Aaron and all this stuff. And I love that style from Buttermaker too, where he's like, come on, you're joking with me, you know this. Yeah, where like he knows the kid doesn't know, and he's like, no, you know this. And he does that a couple times in this movie, and I I really I really like that. 
Yeah. I think the one of the things is that like the kids love you. And it's like very early on, like the opening scene, he meets the entire team. There is no like getting the team together. Mm. There is no like this is what his life is. Like they explain what his life is in a 10 second dialogue clip where he's receiving the check from the father of one of the kids where mm-hmm. he's just like, I got to clean pools and I got to drink beer with whiskey on the top. Like, that's what I do. Yeah. And you're paying me to coach this team. And then boom, there's the team. Mm-hmm. There's a, there is a part where he's driving the team and uh, Engelberg is like, you're supposed to have open liquor in a car and it's just a <laughs> bottle of whiskey. Like, he's got a car full of kids. And they're not strapped in at all. They're riding on the back. <laughs> And that was something my wife pointed out. She said, are there no seatbelts in this? <laughs> and I'm, they have to be lap belts, right? They don't have the overhead. I have no idea. It's a, it's a convertible being driven by a drunk 50-plus-year-old man. But there's there's another moment where he take, just takes his team to go, like, clean a pool. And they're cleaning the pool. And my maybe my favorite character, my second favorite easily, or my – I don't know how to describe my feelings towards lupus – but Lupus is mixing him a mixed drink. <laughs> and he's like, oh, thank you, Lupus. And like, is it true you struck out Ted Williams? And it does this thing where it looks like it's going to be a flashback to yeah. a moment. But yeah. when it gets there, it's just this guy, Walter Matthau, on the mound, an 18-pack of Miller Lite. Like, yeah. it begins everywhere. And he's just like, literally can't throw a bait, can't stand up to throw a baseball, passes no. out. Then some kid's like, is he dead? Like, no, nah, he's just drunk. <laughs> and then falls asleep yeah. after he tries to pitch it. Um, I'm glad you brought up the pool scene because there's something that uh, Buttermaker says to Engelberg, and Engelberg says, after we clean it, can I jump in? And he goes, <laughs> don't jump in, Engelberg, you'll flood the valley. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh the one of my other favorite like Engelberg man, maybe Engelberg's Engelberg's maybe, pretty good. He's nobody's favorite, but he's a highlight. There's a scene where he's making them run laps around the field. And one the the statistician for the statistician for the team who like doesn't want to go in, he hops the fence to like take a drag off his inhaler. <laughs> Engelberg jumps the fence behind him and lands on him. And I, the kid just yells the S word like, oh, shit. and they jump over and uh, Engelberg like takes out a Twix and just eats it. Doesn't open it like in the wrapper. In the wrapper. Just eats it. Oh, man. Um, what did you think about us being introduced to um, Amanda? Yes. Amanda Wurlitzer. Is a, a girl that uh, Buttermaker taught to pitch, but mm-hmm. he overthrew her arm. Is what you what you get into? So yes. like, you put me in a sling, and now she sells maps to the stars on a corner. <laughs> She's eleven, uh huh. And he's out there trying to recruit her to come out, like to I, play for the Bears. The introduction is interesting, yeah. Because as a kid, I just always said, oh, that's his daughter. It is not it's his not. daughter. It's not. They made it pretty clear it's not his yeah, daughter. Yeah, he dated her mom yeah. and when she was at a young, impressionable age. And they have a good relationship as, you know, he cares for that girl. and But him and, him and the mom don't get along. Mm-hmm. I think I had my first, like, dad moment whenever he brought two pairs of gloves or two pairs, two gloves to go over there and play catch. She's like, I think we could play catch. She's like, no, I don't want to do that. And then you can see on his face, he's like, 
oh, man, like, <laughs> dang. And I don't know, me, I was just like, oh, if that ever happened to me, I'm sure it will at some point be like, that's going to crush me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, she's like, I'm not, he's like, I'd like you to come pitch for my team. And she's like, no, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm almost 12 and I'll be getting a bra soon. <laughs> All right, little girl, whatever. Okay. Um, also, do you realize that the girl that plays her, her name is Tatum O'Neill. Mm-hmm. She grew up to be full blown, uh, check tough. That that woman, like, yeah, I did not know. You that. may be looking at an old and an I older picture, but like in the eighties, that girl was fine. What was was she in anything else? Uh, not that I this? know of, but no. I know just. The Tatum yeah. O'Neill was hot. Yeah. But okay. um, so they get her to join the team. And uh, then we get Tanner, our boys. Yep. Says the exact same line. Jews, Spicks, N-words, <laughs> and again. now a girl. <laughs> it's like, oh, just stop doing that. Please, please stop saying that word. Tanner, please, no. You're saying so wor- some words I don't want you to say. <laughs> but still, the kid is just, the kid, the, the character Tanner. We'll do a deep dive on Tanner real quick. Yeah, go ahead. He's just this, like... Well, I mean, he's not four feet tall. <laughs> no. <laughs> he plays shortstop. He's co- has a constant, like, busted lip or a black yeah, eye. Yeah. And he just cusses. And uh, I just, I don't know. He's like the highlight of this movie for me. He's great. And there's that scene where he just misses ground ball after ground ball after ground ball. And he's throwing his glove on the ground every time. And then uh, at one point, throws his glove at the runner or, like, <laughs> trips <laughs> the runner. To trips him. Like he has no fear whatsoever. No, he knows he's going to get beat up too. Right. Right. It re- okay. So here's a story from Stigler that's hilarious. When I was coaching there, there was a there was a kid that was a uh, he was a a sophomore, and then there was an and there was another boy who was a junior, and this boy that was a junior was not a great athlete, mm-hmm. uh, but he was a football player. We let him be on the team. He's comic relief. Yeah. Um, and his little <laughs> sister was a very very pretty girl. And she was a sophomore, but okay. she had a crush on this bad man of a linebacker that was a sophomore. Oh, okay. And so they dated. Well, I'm going to use the name Jenkins. Okay. okay. Jenkins would tell the sophomore linebacker, you can't date my sister. And that sophomore linebacker was like, yeah, I am. And they fought <laughs> on the spot. And, no way. <laughs> and Jenkins got beat up really bad. Wow. And then they, but they both get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Jenkins told him, he's like, you're not going to date my sister anymore. He's like, you want to get beat up again? And he told him, he's like, I'll get beat up every single day. But eventually, you're going to get tired of getting in trouble. So you'll stop dating my sister. That's Tanner. That's Tanner. (laughs) Tanner would do that. (laughs) That's a great story. That is a true story from (laughs) the halls of Stigler High School. That is is fantastic. Um, We get into the the introduction, the official introduction, because – Throughout this movie, you're seeing um, Kelly Leak. You're seeing this this dude riding a Harley come through, mm-hmm. and Buttermaker accidentally hits a ball out, and Kelly Leak catches it. He's like off out of bounds, foul yep. territory of the left field wall, yep. and throws it back and like hurts a kid's hand. Yeah. And they're like, he's like, oh my God, who's that kid? And then like the woman, oh my God, what an awful person she is. But she's like the commissioner of the league. Mm-hmm. Like, I told you to get out of here, kid. And he just revs his motorcycle up so loud she can't even think straight. And then flicks a cigarette at her and rolls out. <laughs> yeah. Kelly Leak is 
he's something else. He's on another level. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But he uh, he throws that ball in, and this is one of my favorite exchanges. These two, <laughs> the two uh, Hispanic boys, they really don't say a lot in the movie. They just kind of give that blank stare every time Buttermaker, t- every time the camera's on them, they're just like blank mm-hmm. staring. But he's like, who's that kid? And they're like, well, that's Kelly Leak. He's one of the best athletes in the area. And one of the little brothers just goes, es un bandido. <laughs> <laughs> and Tanner, our favorite little scrappy kid, goes, I don't know what he's saying, but I like that kid. He's got balls. <laughs> Gosh, Tanner. Yeah, he's he's up there. He's got to be the favorite. Um, we see... Um, Gosh, what's her name? Amanda go to try and recruit Kelly. Yes. At this point, because she's she's gotten one practice and figured out I'm a good pitcher, but I alone cannot save yeah, this team. Can't stop, can't stop the leading. And she's seen what Kelly can do, and we we see Kelly hustling some grown men playing some air hockey. I think this is our introduction. Part of our introduction when to how skilled he is. you finally meet him, yeah. But yeah. also, it's like, why are grown men betting on air hockey games with kids? I'm a grown man, and I wouldn't play a kid in air hockey. They're going to be better at air <laughs> hockey than me. Especially one with a collar on, like <laughs> Kelly does. And a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> All fair. Um, and they basically, uh, Amanda and Kelly bet on the game. And Amanda says, if I beat you, you join. And if I lose, then we we do whatever you want to do. Here's another line that takes you out of this movie. It's the first time we hear the F word. And I'm not talking not about the... F-U-C-K. I'm talking about <laughs> F-A-G-G-O-1-T. <laughs> uh, it's a derogatory term for a homosexual. And he says, your team's nothing but a bunch of blanks, 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 and takes F-A-G's. Takes a step further than Tanner does. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, we're just going to keep doing this, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, presumably, Amanda loses because she's having to go on a date with Kelly. Yeah. I guess that's what he wanted. And then uh, Kelly decides, I'm going to play anyway, even yeah. though I want shows up, to play. Shows up to practice and yeah. I was like, all right, I'm ready to play. Yeah. And then just from the jump, I think hit a home run his first at-bat. I mean, he's a home run. Every time you see him hit at with an at-bat, besides the final, mm. the final A-B, well, they start intentionally walking him. Mm-hmm. Um, they start winning some games, right? So they get absolutely schlacked by the Yankees, and then they that's get their, that's the opening game of the year. Right. It's like twenty six nothing, which I know all too well at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, then they get beat again, I believe, by the A's, the Oakland A's or the Athletics. Yes, and then they. For whatever reason, the White Sox had to forfeit. Hey, everybody. Welcome to my favorite section of this podcast. <laughs> Which character in this movie is Zach? Please say Kelly. You are the coach <laughs> of the White Sox. Uh, definitely not going to say Kelly. Uh, <laughs> um, you've never secondhand smelled a cigarette. But um, I was... Okay, so I went back and forth on this. I definitely... There, you got some lupus vibes, <laughs> just because you're such a nice guy. Yeah. But, um, but no, I I ultimately chose this guy because he's he's a foot taller than um, mm. Buttermaker, yeah, and he's just like he's got this team, and they're like they're all lined up. And by the way, they're lined up pregame, not doing the national anthem. Mm. They're doing the pledge of allegiance before <laughs> a game. 
And they're 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 doing the thing where it's like you're down the the third and first baseline uh-huh. in your lines with your team, and uh, there he's in an argument with the commissioner of the league, the woman, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No, no, it's cool. I've only got eight, but I can play someone at right center and left center." And she's like, "Nope, you only have nine. You forfeit." And he's like, "No, no, please. My two kids got the flu, and one kid did this, <laughs> and then one kid is down in South California with his mom and dad on some vacation." And she's like, "She is." Ruthless and just turns and goes, so, no. White Sox forfeit. And the Bears <laughs> celebrate hard oh, like yeah. they just won the World <laughs> Series. But yeah, that's you just trying your best to get those kids out there. Man, there just weren't a lot of candidates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. Um, what do we think of the chants? Uh, the uh, we appreciate you. They basically call out the team they beat. And like, who do we say, appreciate? Thank you, for, uh, thank you for being here. Yeah. Um, thank you for participating. That's cool. Whatever, dude. <laughs> like, no, like it's, I think it's one of those little league things. Yeah. That just like, you know, it's nice. And as soon as I heard the first team that the first time the Yankees beat them and they did that chant, it flooded my brain with the memory of, I remember how this, how that ends and oh. Tanner saying, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Instantly. Like, so what's weird is that this movie as a young child jacked my brain up to where I associate 2468, who do we appreciate, whoever, whoever, whoever with, mm-hmm. hey, Yankees, you take your trouble and shove it straight up your head. <laughs> like, easily. Um, I have this in, I have this in my notes that I, I wrote down. Um, does this movie prove with the addition of Kelly and Amanda that you really only need a few good players on a baseball team to win games? Or do you need all nine to be dudes? No. You only need a few, right? In baseball, if no. Yeah. Especially if you have if you have a pitcher and a a hitter, mm-hmm. you can win everything. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm sorry. If anybody <laughs> out here, if anybody listening to this is a big baseball person, like, no, you need this and you need this. It's like cool. But if you're talking about, and I coach 14-year-olds, mm-hmm. essentially, 14, 15-year-olds, if you're talking about 11 years old, no. If you've got a kid that can cover some section of the field and hits, and you've got someone that throws it by everybody, it's game over. Right. Absolutely. It absolutely can be a game changer. What do we think about uh, Buttermaker's decision to tell Kelly, catch everything? And when I say everything... Any you're playing center field, catch it if it's left, right, or if it's right behind the second baseman. That's the turn, right? Like that's where people yeah. start to turn on on uh, Kelly. Um, no, I mean, but it had to happen. There had, had to be to something that you know make because everything's going too good mm-hmm. and for for the Bears. They they're rolling. Everybody's becoming friendly with each other. They're successful, and then Kelly does that. And even, the best part is like Jackie Earl Haley as a 14 year old acting. Pretty nice. It's like pretty good. The, the the disappointment and the regret, really good. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. That was a great. That was a great game watching Kelly yeah. go through all those emotions. I think going through uh, the game before that is the game with the introduction where Buttermaker says, "All right, everybody, league rules. Everyone wears cups." Oh yeah. <laughs> This is probably my favorite line in this movie. <laughs> so they're like, everyone's got to wear cups. And then Amanda clearly doesn't need a cup. I'm not wearing it. And they said, if she don't wear it, we don't wear it. And they, they throw, throw the boxes. Promptly in the next game, a fly ball <laughs> hits Ama, um, Oh, my God. Here I am. Ahmed. Ahmed. <laughs> Ahmed uh, 
in his boy private parts and he's down. <laughs> and they're like, and like, but the way they run out to him, right, they're like, oh yeah. God. <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. Hit him right in the balls. <laughs> and then he says, oh, let me, let me find the exact quote here. <laughs> The the coach is like, get a stretcher, and some kid goes, a stretcher for his balls, <laughs> and like this mom is like, oh god, hopefully he's wearing his cup. <laughs> he's clearly not wearing his cup. No, like, <laughs> no, lady. Oh, uh, what? There was a comment that slipped by whenever they were disputing the cups, where one kid said. <laughs> This is oh, too yeah, small. Yeah, yeah, it's too small, anyways. <laughs> that had to be Tanner. Had to be. Um. So I mean, like, yeah, you've got all these like great lines, like, and um. So let's get to the final, the final game. They put themselves yeah. in a position where they. Oh, by the way, they go to Amanda, the the girl pitcher. She's doing a ballet class, and they like barge in there. And they're like, yeah. "I'm trying to teach a class here," <laughs> and uh, Tanner, our favorite character, is like. He's like, we're well, not doing a very good job. No one can, no one in here can dance with bat turds. And Amanda goes, shut the hell up, Tanner. Get out of here. <laughs> but they're like, the Mets beat the whatever. So they have a chance to play yeah. for a championship, which is the whole reason Kelly robs all the stuff. Gotcha. Either way, they're playing for the championship versus the Yankees. So this yes. is where we need to talk about this game. Okay. Absolutely. Um what, do you have any opening thoughts about the game? Okay. So, they're playing the Yankees, who they've already... The Yankees were the first team that they played that year, and they smoked, smoked them. them. Yeah. The Yankees' uh, manager, their coach, uh, his son is a pitcher, and he's like the second in command of the entire league. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's a villain very, very early on in this whole movie, like talking yeah. trash to Buttermaker. Um, like, it's clear the Yankees are the bad guys, which is the case in most baseball movies. Right. And in my life, I'm a Red Sox fan. So, oh, what? we also beat them in 10, in- 10 innings on opening opening day. So, there we go. Real? Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, before that, the Bears are in the absolute disarray where Kelly Leak has gone on and done this. Everyone's mad at Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um Buttermaker and Amanda are going at it because she shouldn't. First off, she shouldn't be pitching. No, her no, arms already hurt. Zach knows this. He got a kid hurt last year. As a I did coach. not get him hurt. <laughs> it was not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, put your put your elbow in this ice, and it's a it's a literally a tin bucket full of Bud Heavies and ice. <laughs> and she's like, hey, just so you know, I talked to my mom. We're gonna go on a date, and he's like, I don't want to date your mom. <laughs> and she's like, well, I just think we should. And he throws beer in her face, like yeah, like and that just, took me out. Too. And he's GD in her, just yeah, you know. That was rough, and it's just it's brutal. They're at their lowest point. Yeah, and then so the game starts, and things start out well. Everything's going good, and then in my notes, I just put dark turn. <laughs> and all I will say about this is, in my notes, when the movie first started, was I put Jill gets beat up at home. Jill is the woman. That the Yankees manager, uh, he's played by a guy named Vic Morrow, um, I believe. Okay. Let me see if I can find his actual name. Uh, Roy Turner. Roy mm-hmm. Turner is the name of the manager of the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And early on, he's like yelling at his wife. And I'm like, oh, that poor woman gets beat up. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I knew that. So this guy's got some abuse factors mm-hmm. going into it. And this is the, literally 
there's other words that take you out of this movie, and then there's the actions of one guy. Mm-hmm. So what is it that leads him to the incident on, on the mound? He, well, before that, remember that Amanda got slid into in her arm. Yes. Yeah. She's, she has a line that's like, he's, he's like, how's your chest? She's like, well, I don't have much up there, but what I got's hurting. <laughs> <laughs> what I got don't feel too good. Can we stop talking about 11-year-old girl's chest? <laughs> like, there's Please. no point. So the the reason why this scene is about to happen is Engelberg cranks one off of this kid. And flips him off when he gets a second. <laughs> And so he's up to bat again, and the manager for the Yankees is like, look, he's already hit one off of you. Don't give him anything. Because this at this second at bat, Engelberg cranks one again, but it's just a, it's just a foul. fair foul. Yeah. And he makes a mound visit and says, throw it outside and low. Or, yeah, low and away. And uh, he then his with the son, next pitch. His son is the pitcher also. Yes. With the next pitch, right for the dome Just of Engelberg. Engelberg. Yeah. He, he hit me in the effing head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the the crowd or the audience just uproar for the uh, the target at Engelberg. And then the manager feels like that's enough for him to go out to the mound and say, like, I told you not to do that. Yeah. I told you to throw it low and outside. Which, to his credit, like, he did tell him that. He didn't tell him to hit him. But then what happens next? It's he effing slaps him. Yeah, across the face. He says, "You hit him on purpose." He said, "No, I didn't. It just got away from me." Wham! Knocks him down and stands slaps over an eleven-year-old. I mean, yeah. to the ground and stood over him too. So let's let's be real. Yeah, Ar- arrest him. Yeah, call That's the cops. Assault. Call the cops. <laughs> We know there's a cop there because a cop tried to chase down Kelly Leak after he ran a motorcycle on the field and his wife. Uh, who again? So when I said that woman gets beat, she's just like, "Oh my God, what are you doing, Roy? <laughs> what are you doing?" Leaves the kid out there to pitch after he's been slapped by his dad, slapped in the face. Yeah, and I, I can't stress to you enough: this is a grown man reaching back and slapping, slapping with his like, son. It's no, it doesn't matter if it's his son or not. I mean, he drops him and leaves him in there to pitch. Yeah, and then proceeds to uh, the game carries on. Yeah, <laughs> carries on. He kind of throws the game a little bit, though. Uh, yeah, holds on to the ball. Who's the runner on that? Engelberg. Oh, yeah, because it's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Engelberg basically hits an in-the-park home run because yeah. he's holding on to the ball the whole time. And then the kid, thank God, like, walks, like, leaves the ballpark with his mom. With his mom. And the dad's just like, mm-hmm. now i got to throw my second arm. I've got to put the reliever in there. Like, But that's it. Yeah. Like, no, you go to jail for that. <laughs> yeah, for the same reason... Uh, also, who uh, Will Smith, that he should have gotten arrested. He's been banned for the Oscars for 10 years. Uh, he, uh, the, the manager for the Yankees, should have also gotten arrested yeah. for hitting a child. Yeah. Um, I have a note in here because what happens in the last inning is... I want to get your perspective on this as both of us being coaches. Uh, Buttermaker pulls the starters Yep. in the last inning. Um, and at the time, it's tied... It's either tied or it's a one-score game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wrote down that I know he wants these kids to play, but that is an enormous amount of pressure on those kids that have not played. That's the lesson. I understand. He was was going down the same path as Roy Turner, the coach of the Yankees, where Mm -hmm. he was being abusive. He was not treating his kids right. 
and knows now it's like, no, this is not about wins and losses. Because that's the thing. The end of this movie, this final game, is just a bunch of grown men saying, like, yeah, God, D, were like, just like, GD and kids. And like, Ooh. do you want to win? And <laughs> yeah. kids just, you know, kids being 11-year-old kids. And humans just responding like, no, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just here to have fun. And so he puts these backups in, puts lupus in, puts lupus all these. Lupus is in the yeah. game. Puts yeah. all these little kids in there and you get the success. No, I mean, yes. <clears throat> you play to win the game. Yeah. But like <laughs> also you can't let yourself get to a point like that where That's it's fair. where it's ugly. So I don't know. I think I'm fine with it. I, yeah. But also okay. we don't know, like it it does a great job of using a montage to kind of tell the story of the season. Mm-hmm. So like we don't know if, how much Lupus played or how much whoever played. Yeah, Lupus ends up robbing a home run. Ball yeah. is over the fence and Lupus catches it and everyone's like, "He freaking he caught, caught it!" it! <laughs> but uh, yeah. no, that's cool. You know, it's like I said, I like it. I love. I put. I love Lupus. Mm-hmm. I, I do because that kid is cute and he's just a yeah. sweetheart. And I love uh, Buttermaker's response to the tall analytical kid. I can't forget his name, but when he's going up the bat, he's like, "Well, coach, I'm." Oh, for 14 this season, so... I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> it's not looking good. He goes, shut up and go bat. Like yeah. He's like, don't overthink it, just go. Which I appreciate that. Yeah. I like that. I like it. Uh, I like uh, for... Uh, why can I not say Ahmed? Ahmad? Ahmad, yes. God, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't... Okay. Ahmad, Ahmad is like... He gets up for his last A-B... And he looks at the catcher and he goes, this one's for Allah. And it's going way out there, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> he bunts. That's classic. <laughs> um, and then so uh, the Bears, they uh, they don't win. They nope. uh, they they get the bases loaded. and Kelly's up. And they're down by three. They're down by four. No, they're down by four. four. They're down so it would be a tying run. And the, yep. uh, the coach for the Yankees, who has definitely slapped his kid at this point, and he's just, like, still out there coaching youth yep. baseball. Yep. Do you, like, do you understand what would happen? In the that? fact that we just overlooked that. Like, <laughs> not not that we did, but the movie did well, in the way that well, it did. Well, it's his kid. Don't care. Doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> but matter. he's still out there coaching, tells his new pitcher, hey, walk that kid. Walk Kelly Leak. Because uh-huh. he'll hit a home run, and they'll get four points and tie it up. Yeah. And so they walk, they start to walk him, and uh, Buttermaker is like, you're walking the tying run. And he's just like smiling. I'm like, yeah, take that, mm-hmm. Buttermaker, or Boilermaker, or Butterworth. Butterworth. Like, they all climb different names, yeah. <laughs> um, and and Buttermaker looks at Kelly, and he's like, reach for it. And Kelly hits it to the wall, and they run around. In the, the one of the best endings ever, they don't win. Love, it's yeah. a play at the plate, and they lose. Mm-hmm. And they're all sad. They're all disappointed. And Buttermaker goes, here you go, kids, and just starts tossing brews at them. Like, all these kids are Stone Cold Steve Austin. They're throwing beers. And the dude that originally paid Buttermaker is like, would you, would you cool it with the beers and the kids? And he's like, they earned it. What do you want me to say? <laughs> and these kids are all drinking beers. Yeah. <laughs> Pouring beers on each other and... And uh, they go up and they lose. And the Yankee, the classic line of the whole film is yep. the Yankees two four six eight. Who do we appreciate? Bears, Bears, Bears. And you can just tell Tanner's going to Tanner's going to do something stupid. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a beer in one hand, <laughs> the middle finger in the other. And he's just, hey Yankees, you got to take a trophy and shove it straight up your ass. And 
That's what he yells. And yeah. then they just pour beer all over each other. Like they just won the World Series. Just beer in the hat. Yeah. Or be Lupus, the Lupus pours beer in his head. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the bad news bears. I mean, it's not a, they don't win, but it's a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Closing thoughts. Closing, is that where we're at? Yeah. Closing thoughts with. Uh, uh, loved the story as a whole. And I think that's something with movies today. I mean, I wish that because bad news bears at this point had nothing to go off of. This is an original story. And I just wish we saw more of that in movies today. I just feel like we don't see a ton of that. Yeah. Super. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's like, there's, there's no precedence for it, for this movie. It's just like, it's literally, this could really happen. Well, not today, but like, not today. I guess the seventies were like the wild, wild west. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I loved the, I, I think it's a great movie yeah. outside of some of the things that are said by the kids and the, uh, the adults in this film, I think that doesn't need to be in there. Um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Thought it was great, and I would definitely recommend it if you have not seen it, or if you have and you want to watch it again, do it. I think, yeah, I think you need. I think if you're someone who has seen it, you you need to rewatch it. Um, yeah, like I said, if you're like us and you're you know you're in the world of education and coaching, there's some moments that you're like, oh, I can't do that. But right. if you just take it for surface level, you can very much enjoy it. Mm. it it's got language that's going to make you go, <gasps> but I think, like I said, you can kind of settle into it. Um, definitely would get canceled. Can't make that movie today. Um, one of the things that, like I said, there's certain lines just take me out of it. Um, but the story, the character, everything, the characters, is there. it's just great. It's moving. It's uplifting. It It's... It's just, and like I said, it does such a good job of introducing and establishing multiple characters. And like this movie's way better than Moneyball, in my opinion. Oh, far and away. Far and away. That's why I ranked Moneyball lower and this so high. Because yeah. I was like, this is it. Like, this is what a baseball movie is. This yeah. is what it's supposed to be. And yes, I, I, I can't say enough good about this movie. Loved it. All right, so now it's time to get into my top 10, and I've actually got 12 today. Um, so we're going to go fast. Number one, at uh, one hour, 41 seconds into this movie, and this happens quite a bit if you really look at it, but they used stunt doubles for Tatum O'Neill, who plays uh, Amanda Wurlitzer, uh-huh. and there's one where, and I I knew this fact <laughs> going into it, that's clearly a man. And I, don't, I didn't say a boy, that's clearly a, a man. man pitching for her. Um, number two, the movie spawned two sequels which were released in consecutive years after this. So, like, literally, they went 76 Bad News Bears, 77 <laughs> Bad News Bears in breaking training, and then in 78, Bad News Bears go to Japan. And I believe the only character that is there for all three movies is Kelly Lee, the, and the really? actor came back for all those movies. Because these were... I've seen the other two, and I remember they were... they There was a time where they were on, um, like, network television, Mm-hmm. And they're just not good. Dang it. I was kind of thinking I needed to see the Asian one, but no. Oh, I mean, like, I mean, maybe they're worth a watch, but I remember even as a child being like, ah, that's not okay. great. This isn't great. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so when the Bears play the White Sox, they only have eight players, have to forfeit. And when it shows the league standings, the White Sox aren't even listed as a team in the league anymore. <laughs> they kicked them out. They, I guess they, yeah, you got the flu, you're out of here. <laughs> 
That 2020 season for that league must have been rough. <laughs> Ruthless. Okay, so here's here's a fact about our boy. Number four, a fact about our boy Tanner. He says the word crud or cruddy 11 times throughout this movie. Yeah. That does not shock me because I feel like every other word that comes out of his mouth is crud. But here's my problem. Why? <laughs> They've clearly established that kids can cuss in this movie. <laughs> Why say like, other words? Like they had to tell that little boy actor, like, "Hey, can you say crud instead of the s word this time?" And he's like, "What the blank for?" <laughs> like, <yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, fact number five: Although Buttermaker's first name is credited as Morris, mm-hmm. okay, no one ever calls him Morris in this movie. Everyone ever. just calls him Buttermaker or some version Boiler of that. Maker. Yeah, but. Following the two years that they released movies, there was also a television series based on this same thing and where he was basically exclusively called Morris. No one ever called him Buttermaker. Weird. Okay. Um, okay. Number six, the Bears' ages. This is the ages of the actors that oh, played these kids. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Whitewood was 14 years old. I believe that's the uh, third or first baseman. I think yeah. Whitewood, the redheaded kid, or yeah. is that? Yeah. I think so. Uh, Kelly Leak, 14. Okay. Stein, 14. Stein is the uh, the pitcher guy. Yeah. Uh, Ogilvy, which is the statistician, uh, 13. Engelberg, 12. No shot. I'm not like that. Engelberg is 12. When I first, I was like, Engelberg, uh, 20. Like, is what I was, <laughs> yeah. thought, but I was no. expecting above 15. Engelberg, 12. Feldman, 11. Tanner, 10. Okay. Makes wow. sense, right? Yeah. Miguel, the tiniest of the, the Spang boys, yeah. 8. Eight years old. Eight years old. And lastly, can you guess which one of the kids was the youngest in this on the team? You can. Is it, it's not Lupus, is it? It is Lupus. It's Lupus. How uh, old was Lupus when they filmed this movie? Oh, man. He's got to be seven. He can't. Six years old. There is no Lupus shot. was six years six? old when they did this. Wow. That's shocking to me. Yeah, so the age discrepancy in this movie, like when you when you watch this movie, you're like, oh my god, these kids are so like they're so such a different size. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's why. That's crazy. They're literally half the age of some of the other kids. Six years old. And and speaking of, there's one part where there's a kid that plays for the athletics at when uh, when Kelly Leak is going off and taking balls from everybody. Mm-hmm. There's a kid that's like six foot two that walks by Tanner. He's yeah. like. Oh, does he go to the bathroom for you, too? Oh, yeah. That's actually Walter Matthau's son. Really? Yeah, the oh, guy who awesome. played Morris Buttermaker. That's his actual son. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, number... That was number six. Number seven. Ahmad is consoled... Ahmad. God darn it. <laughs> Ahmad. All I can think about is Ahmad. <laughs> um, but uh, he's consoled by Buttermaker saying he missed the fly balls because the sun was in his eyes. Every scene after the opening game, when you see him in the field, he has sunglasses that flip that's down. That's right. Oh, that's a great catch. Yeah. <laughs> um, number eight, the filmmakers used handheld cameras in many of the baseball scenes so they would have a documentary feel. Like I said, you see the mm-hmm. shaky cam, you see the kids running around like that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so in the movie, neither of the Aguilar brothers could speak English, but in reality, the... Um, the guy who played Jose and the guy who played Miguel were in fact fluent English and they didn't know how to speak Spanish. So they had to like memorize <laughs> Spanish before they would have to film their scenes. Which that is, is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where I believe this is number nine. Uh, and this is something that, you know, as a grown up, who knows, you really don't switch flavors that often. 
when it comes to like if you're if you're a beer drinker, mm. like you everyone has kind of their beer. Uh-huh. But Walter Matthau, buttermaker, is always drinking a different beer. And so in this movie, he's mm. constantly drinking beer, yet it's seldom seen drinking the same brand. Various times he's drinking Budweiser, Miller High Life, Schlitz, Kingers, PBRs, which is Pabst Blue Ribbon, Lucky Lager, <laughs> Mickey's, Big Mouths, and Coors. And so, like wow. I said, when when you see him, you're like, he's just got a different colored bottle or a different can every yeah. time. Like, I think the one that makes a double appearance is Budweiser. I was going to say, I always associated with Budweiser. I wasn't really paying attention, but that is, if you, you rattling off all of those brands tells you how much he is drinking in this movie. Yeah. It's like, crazy. it's constant. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. And then my final fact, this one, uh, Slightly related to this movie, slightly a little bit different. But Vic Morrow, who plays Roy Turner, the coach of the Yankees, the Mm. one who slaps his son, he died on July 23rd, 1982, in a tragic special effects-related accident on the set of Twilight Zone, the movie. Okay. So, I read that fact and instantly had to know what happened. Mm -hmm. And I found out what happened. (laughs) And it is... Nuts. So Victor Morrow is known primarily for being the guy who is in the Twilight Zone. Okay. Okay. Um, So in the movie, uh, the Twilight Zone, the movie in 1982, he was the feature role in Twilight Zone, the movie in a segment directed by John Landis. So that movie is sort of an anthology where it's like, it's not one straight movie. It goes in sections that tell different stories, Twilight Zone-esque, horror-esque stories. So, he was in this section where he played the role of Bill Connor, who is a racist, taken back in time and placed in various situations where he would be persecuted as a victim. He's a Jewish man in France during World War II. He's a black man about to be lynched by the Ku Klux Klan. And in the other one, he's a Vietnamese man who's about to be killed by U.S. soldiers in Vietnam, the Vietnam War. Okay? Okay. While they're filming, early in the morning hours of July 23rd, Morrow and two child actors, um, two uh, Vietnamese or Asian American actors, uh, one seven and one six years old, mm-hmm. a brother, uh, pair of siblings, were filming in California, and <clears throat> they were filming a sequence for Vietnam. And I'm just straight from the from the uh, Wikipedia source in which their characters attempt to escape out of a deserted Vietnamese village from an army helicopter, and the helicopter was a approximately hovering at 24 feet above them when heat from special effect pyrotechnic explosions reportedly delaminated the rotor blades and caused the helicopter to plummet and crash on top of them, killing all three of them instantly. Morrow and Lee, one of the brother or one of the uh, siblings were both decapitated and mutilated by rotor blades while Chin, the other sibling was crushed by the helicopter skid. What the heck? So the guy that plays the bad guy in this movie died a horrible death. Gruesomely horrible death. And the makers of that movie, the special effects supervisor, they were all sued by their families and uh, were able to settle out of court. I I would assume. Involuntary manslaughter after a nine-month trial, they were acquitted. Jeez. So that's how that guy met his. I that's a story in Hollywood I never knew. Like I had, I had heard of it incidents. You had Alec Baldwin recently uh-huh. shot somebody. 
Uh, I know Brandon Lee, who's the son of Bruce Lee, was killed on the set of The Crow from a gun. Oh, yeah. But I had never heard about this helicopter yeah. crash that decapitated a man and a seven-year-old. No. That's insane. Like, how did we not know that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. But now that is you, insane. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> Woo! All right. So that was the bad news bears. Um, I would say I do recommend it. I don't know if I ever said that. If I, I think got it, if yeah. I got to that point, but I definitely think um, I don't, I'm not saying it's a rite of passage. You have to watch this movie, but I think it's worth watching. I think it has a good message. I think if you can get over the uh, yeah the insensitive language nowadays, mm-hmm. um, it's funny. It's heartfelt. Yeah, the characters are great. Uh, this is a good baseball movie, in my opinion. Okay. Awesome. So speaking of baseball movies, uh, do you have the reveal for our next one? Okay. So this one, it is time. This is one. Um, we're going to do two more weeks of baseball movies. We're yep. going to close out the month of April with it. And so next Wednesday, we're going with, we asked uh, friends of ours, uh, sports coaches, mm-hmm. uh, primarily baseball coaches and some football coaches, uh, for their top four movies. And then the movie that appeared the most times in those top fours by far and away. Far and away. And I mean, like, it's in everyone's. Everyone had yeah, yeah. it in there or they <clears throat> would put, here's my top four, but this movie's an honorable mention. It's Major League. Yep. And Major it's, League. And I've seen it. Have you seen? I haven't seen it. Okay. The original no. Major League. It is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, haven't such seen a it. good. Yeah. <laughs> we are in for a treat this week. We're going to be reviewing Major League. Sweet. And so uh, be on the lookout for that uh, next Wednesday. As always, follow us on our socials and interact with us. Following that review, we're going to ask for your opinion, the audience. And so we'll have um, questions available for you to answer to or interact with. So, and again, kind of based off of how we ask the coaches, we're going to go with the one that appears the most. So Obviously, it just can't be Moneyball, Bad News Bears, or uh, Major League, because we will have already done those. So, And you still got plenty to choose from. So thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, um, I'll try to get that thing brought down to like a four-movie four poll. Yeah, those. I think yeah. that's probably going to be the easiest. Yeah, and uh, you know, here's the deal, guys. Like, We want you guys to interact with us. We enjoy it very much. Um, you know, if if the movie's over two hours, let's let's not pick it this time. Let's just maybe not do that. I would say <laughs> the one thing that I'm kind of looking forward to is hopefully it's a league of their own. Yeah, which is like that two, would be uh, great. Two hours and four minutes. Okay, because I because I, I almost picked it instead of Bad News Bears, and gotcha. I was like, no, no, we're gonna let the audience <laughs> right the wrong. All right. right. So, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, as always, leave a five star review, share with a friend, um, and then. Guys, the more five-star reviews, the more T-shirts we're passing out. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) be on the lookout. So thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. Thank you.